The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined by my co-host Aaron Murray, but Aaron is still down in Tampa Bay with the XFL's Tampa Bay Vipers, so I'm riding solo here, catching everybody up on the latest news notes and storylines across college football and getting everyone ready. For bowl season to begin, it starts tomorrow, Friday, and we will be in full swing all the way until next Saturday and beyond when the college football playoff takes place. So it is a wonderful time of the year, and if you want to make it even better, be sure to sign up for our Punt and Pass Bowl Pick'em League. It's totally free, totally easy, and we are giving away some awesome prizes for the top three entries. Go to any of our social media channels, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. The link is there. At Drew Butler 13 is my Twitter and Instagram. The link is there, and Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 It is unbelievably easy. Click the link. Pick who you think is going to win each and every bowl game. We already have over 100 entries, which is awesome. Continue to sign up if you want some sweet prizes. It'll be competitive. It'll be fun, and I will be giving everybody updates on what is going on as we continue the podcast throughout bowl season. So sign up for it. Go hit the link. It's free, easy, and fun. I don't know what else you would want. Speaking of free, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Our friends over at Prize Picks are continuing their promotion for punt and pass listeners. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app. Whatever app store you use, Prize Picks is there, or go to myprizepicks.com and use the promo code PNP. They are giving you a free $25 to start getting active on Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? You already know by now, but if you don't know, or if you're a new listener, go to Prize Picks, download the app, go to myprizepicks.com, use the promo code PNP, and it's daily fantasy simplified. All you have to do is pick a few players. It can be in any sport. You can cross over the sports if you want to. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, they have it all. And guess if those players are going to go over or under their fantasy point projections. It is simple. It is easy. It is a ton of fun. You can win money. You can stay active throughout bowl season. If you like the NBA, if you like NHL, if you like college basketball, there's nothing better. 
Go to Prize Picks, download the app, go to myprizepicks.com, use the promo code PNP for a free $25 to get started on Prize Picks. Pick a couple of players, guess if they're going to go over or under their fantasy point projections. You're just playing the system. You don't have to go against any pros. You don't have to go against anybody else. It's you against Prize Picks. And if you check them out right now, they're doing a bunch of added promos. It's tons of fun. I love it. I use it. And you know I will be using it this weekend with bowl season beginning. So again, download the app Prize Picks. Go to myprizepicks.com. Use the promo code PNP. And they also have great social media channels. So be sure to check them out at Prize Picks on Twitter. And Instagram. It is Thursday, December the 19th. Bowl season starts tomorrow. That fires me up. We have a ton to talk about, so let's get into the biggest news of the week the impeachment trial of Donald Trump, our president. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, we don't talk about politics on the Punt and Pass podcast. We're discussing college football, and yesterday was the initial beginning date of the early signing day period across the nation. So what is early signing day implemented a couple of years ago? It allows high school athletes to get their recruitment process over with before the original date of the first Wednesday in February. I like it. You know what? I think it's fair for the players. Okay. We've talked about this a bunch over the past couple of years, Aaron and I on the podcast Coaches can complain all they want. Oh, it's too much work. Oh, we have to get ready for a bowl game. Oh, well, our school had to fire their coach, so now it really ramps things up for the new staff or the staff is in limbo. I mean, cry me a river. You're getting paid two to four to eight million dollars a year. Figure it out. Find some consistency. Let these kids end their recruitment process and figure out where they want to go to school and settle it, right? If they're going to enroll early, they're ready to rock and roll, or they get the added benefit of enjoying their spring semester of their senior year of high school. So a lot of the four and five stars do end up signing. I think they said, what, 85 or 90% of all recruits signed during early signing day period, which started yesterday and runs through tomorrow. And it's fun. I mean, I enjoy following recruiting. I, I, I follow it not as intently as some other fans do, but since Kirby Smart has gotten to Georgia, I have understood the importance of getting those four and five stars in spades. I mean, you look at what Clemson's doing, you look at what Alabama's doing. If a guy gets hurt, it's not restart, it is reload, and that is certainly what they have started as becoming the norm throughout college football. So what happened yesterday? A lot. The usual suspects were remaining above the rankings. Clemson, I believe, had the number one class. I think Alabama came in at number two. Georgia sitting at number five. I think Texas A&M had a great week as well, or a great season as well. And LSU, of course. How could LSU not? They, uh, they obviously are riding the wave that is a national championship run, SEC championship, Heisman Trophy winner. All of the like. So Georgia sitting at number five right now, signing a couple of big-time wide receivers, even getting one to flip from LSU to Georgia yesterday 
on signing day, a kid out from Calabasas, California. I think Kirby certainly hit the recruiting trail and offered these guys the platter of, hey, you can come to Georgia and immediately contribute. We need more skill guys. And I think the kid, um, Amir, what's his name? I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. My computer just froze. But the kid out of Florida, you better believe that Kirby Smart 100% went to that kid after Mecole Hardman was named to the Pro Bowl and said, come be our next Mecole Hardman, right? Watch this tape. Understand what we used Mecole as while he was at Georgia. And then we sent him to the NFL and he's a pro bowler in his rookie season. I mean, those are the types of situations where I think kids really resonate with when you're talking about, hey, come to our school and immediately provide us with a playmaking ability. Arian Smith is his name from Lakeland, Florida. And we will get you on the field and prepare you, prepare you to go to the NFL. 247 Sports has Clemson number one, Alabama number two, Ohio State number three, Georgia number four, LSU number five. And I know Georgia has a couple more recruits who they think they can get in the fold maybe by tomorrow, if not by the end of the signing period, which of course again resumes that first Wednesday. Of February. Jordan Birch, everybody thought he was going to go to Georgia. Again, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't follow these kids on Twitter. I don't understand what they're thinking, ways their families are leaning. I don't talk to their high school coaches like a lot of these guys from 24-7 Sports or UGA Sports on Rivals do. I mean, they do a fantastic job of breaking all of this down. But it seemed like Jordan Birch, the five-star defensive end, was a lock to go to Georgia. Will Muschamp flips him, keeps him in-state. He goes to South Carolina, so a big get for the Gamecocks. Obviously, keeping him away from Georgia, keeping him away from Clemson, shows that they're obviously doing something right. Clemson signed six five-stars. My goodness, 11 four-stars. Alabama, three five-stars, 19 four-stars. Ohio State, two five-stars, 15 four-stars. And Georgia, as of right now, has 19 total commits, two five-stars, 14 four stars and three three stars a kicker's in there as well so you can count the kicker as a three star if you want but uh georgia putting together a pretty decent class with more dominoes to fall it seems and they could continue to climb in those rankings so kylie ringo keely ringo excuse me is a db number eight player ranked in the nation i know that georgia thinks that they have a lead on him and then darnell washington the number 10 overall player recruit is a tight end out of Las Vegas. And Georgia, I believe, thinks they can land him as well, which would be huge for the dogs, obviously. Having a threat at tight end, Aaron's talked about it time and time again on this very podcast, is a quarterback's best friend and the best way to develop consistency by moving the chains on offense. So we will remaining we will continue to remain watching what's happening on the recruiting trail, how Georgia is faring, how the rest of the SEC schools are faring. But if you look at that top 10, really, it's all SEC schools and Ohio State. Clemson, you know, obviously they're ACC, but it's Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Auburn, Florida. Those are your top eight right there. Speaking of Florida, ooh, they had a tough day yesterday. They saw a couple of guys flip away from the Gators. I think they thought they were going to get a couple of five stars that did not end up going to Florida. And it doesn't even look like they're going to get a five star 
in this recruiting class. That's crazy. I, I think it just goes to show you the closing ability of Kirby Smart and his staff against Dan Mullen and his staff down in Gainesville. you got to get a couple of five stars really to juice up the fan base, continue to get that momentum being pumped throughout your program. And Florida loses a couple of commitments yesterday. And they will not sign a five-star. I, do, I don't believe they will sign a five-star in this 2020 recruiting class. So, again, like I said, we'll continue to remain watching what happens throughout signing day and keep everybody in the fold. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass if you want the latest for what is going on around recruiting. So why did Georgia have the ability to flip a couple of guys, keep Tate Ratledge, get more playmakers in the fold for this specific recruiting class? Well, it's in no coincidence to the news that's been breaking about players declaring early for the NFL draft, or maybe not declaring, and there's a lot of suspicion about what will happen. Everybody knew Andrew Thomas was going to declare. He has officially declared, signed with an agency, will not be playing in the Sugar Bowl. Can't blame him at all. He's going to be a top five pick, most likely. Isaiah Wilson, the right tackle, he declared for the draft. Also, he will not be playing in the Sugar Bowl. I don't believe, right? He said he wasn't going to be playing in the Sugar Bowl. That leaves DeAndre Swift to make a decision. Now, our buddy Seth Emerson from The Athletic accidentally reported that Swift had made his decision. I think he said that Swift had retweeted Andrew Thomas's declaration for the NFL draft in an oversight Emerson reported that Swift had declared for the NFL draft as well he backtracked on it said hey that's a mistake on my part Swift came out and said he has not made a decision yet that will be for after the bowl game I don't think Swift is going to play in the bowl game I think he obviously will declare for the NFL draft and Brian Herring will not be available for the Sugar Bowl. He is not playing either. I'm a huge Brian Harriet fan. When I see him at practice, the way he runs during game days, how he can catch the ball out of the backfield, physical, big, he can get between the tackles, but also can make moves in space. That's a tough blow for Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Brian's obviously a senior as well. He will be going to the NFL, but it raised a lot of questions. Why is he not playing? Is he sitting out the bowl game? Well, no. Did he not make grades? Well, no, he's a senior. Or did he fail a drug test? I think that is what happened here, and I'm reading between the tea leaves here, reading the tea leaves. I believe Ryan Harrion failed a drug test, and he will not be available for Georgia Sugar Bowl. Unfortunate for him. You would have loved to see him have the proper send-off from Bulldog Nation. Brian Harrion, a damn good dog, and a fantastic ambassador for the University of Georgia. He has been a great dog over the past couple of years. Look, you don't have Andrew Thomas, you don't have Isaiah Wilson, you're probably not going to have DeAndre Swift, and you're not going to have Brian Herring. Jake Fromm, where's your decision, right? If you read message boards, if you read social media, people have said his family and those closest to him say Jake has not mentioned one thing about leaving early. Jake has not mentioned one thing about deciding what he's going to do for the Sugar Bowl. I don't know, guys. I mean, I talked about it on Monday's podcast. When I say I think Jake Fromm is going to lead to go to the NFL draft, most people respond with, well, where's he going to go? If he leaves, where's he going? XFL, NFL? No, he's going to go to the NFL draft, right? I would assume that he has just received, it's Thursday, he probably received it yesterday or tomorrow. He's going to receive his evaluation from the NFL draft committee on where they project he would go. 
I think he'll look at that. Speak with a couple of agents when he goes home before bowl practice, which is usually what happens now that he's allowed to. And they will discuss with him, do you think you have the ability to drastically change your draft stock position? Again, it just takes one team, guys. And look at the NFL's draft class coming out, coincidentally. Look at free agency in the NFL. Look at free agency in the NFL. Okay, I'm just going to rattle off a couple of teams here. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, he's done with his contract this year. Drew Brees and the New Orleans uh, Saints, he's done with his contract this year. Jameis Winston down in Tampa Bay, he's done with his contract this year. I'm not saying that they're not going to re-sign with each team, okay? I'm just saying there is a lot of opportunity for Jake Fromm to impress a coaching staff who maybe will sign a veteran quarterback back to a contract one to two years. Jake can learn under those guys, and then Jake can step in and maybe develop into a starting NFL quarterback, all right? Again, it just takes one. And if a coaching staff loves you, if a coaching staff likes how you watch breakdown game film, if a coaching staff loves your resume, you've played in big games, you've won conference championships, you've played against the best defenses in the nation, I think there's a lot of opportunity. And I think Jake Fromm might figure out the same as well. I want, I wish I could be a fly in the room when Kirby Smart James Coley and Matt Luke talk to Jake Fromm to try to persuade him one way or the other, right, when making that decision. I'm just leaning towards him leaving. It's just a gut feeling of mine, and I honestly do believe that the statistics and the opportunity that will be presented to him may give him the lean to go ahead and tip his hat to the University of Georgia and try his talents in the NFL. Speaking of Matt Luke, James Coley, Kirby Smart had his first press conference yesterday. It was a mashup of an early signing day press conference and a pre-Sugar Bowl press conference. I believe that's his only availability until Georgia heads down to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. And he covered a lot. Most notably, he talked about how the door is still open for some changes to the offense or the offensive staff because those things are decided after the bowl game when they evaluate everything that happened in 2019. I think that's pretty a boilerplate answer from Kirby, right? Obviously, they're going to continue to evaluate as they prepare for the Sugar Bowl. He also said, look, we're focused on Baylor. We are focused on the Sugar Bowl right now. A reporter asked, do you think it was a lack of interest or a lack of preparation for last year's no-show against Texas in the Sugar Bowl? And he said, no, we prepared really hard. We just played a shitty football game. And I respect Kirby for saying that because anybody who watched that game or anybody who was there would most certainly agree. Will they want some revenge for their no-show of the Sugar Bowl last year? You know, I don't know, guys. The Sugar Bowl now is, is a non-starter. The, the, the college football playoff, and our buddy Ryan Skates said this right after the SEC championship game, has ruined what used to be those marquee BCS bowl games. The Sugar Bowl is no bigger than the Citrus Bowl now. It, it really isn't. The Sugar Bowl used to be big time because you could jockey for some BCS points, get a big victory, move up in the rankings, finish you know second, third, fourth in the nation. Get-in price tickets are $6 for this game, Georgia versus Baylor. 
I get Bourbon Street is fun. New Orleans is a blast on New Year's Eve. There's no doubt about that. $6 to get into a Georgia football game? I mean, you don't see those kind of get-in prices unless you're going to Grant Field, Bobby Dodd Stadium at Georgia Tech when the dogs take over. And it's not even close to $6. It's way above that, but that's about the cheapest get-in price you could possibly get. So I don't know how Georgia will fare. Again, losing the talent that will be both of their offensive tackles. No DeAndre Swift, presumably. No Brian Herrian. Guys, it could be another snoozer down in New Orleans at 7.30 p.m. or 8 p.m. on New Year's Day. That is a long wait for that bowl game, Baylor against Georgia. So, obviously, I'm sure we'll get a better feel as the week continues next week. Bowl season will be in full swing, and it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow, Friday. There's a couple of great bowl games. Saturday, they got like seven games. I think the marquee game Saturday is number 19, Boise State, taking on Washington in the Las Vegas Bowl. 7.30 p.m. on ABC, Washington is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like this game a lot. A lot of storylines here. Chris Peterson is stepping down after this game as Washington's head coach. Chris Peterson obviously used to be the head coach at number 19, Boise State. How will he approach this game? Washington does have a good defense. They do have a good defense, and it looks like Hank Bachmeyer, Boise State's quarterback, will be healthy for this game. Should be good. Should be a great matchup. Keep in mind, Boise State's 12-1. They had a really good season for a group of five teams. They were fighting for that New Year's Six Bowl game that Memphis ended up winning because they won the American Athletic Conference, and then they were the top-ranked group of five teams. They'll take it on Penn State. In the Cotton Bowl. But I, I'm interested in watching this game because I think Chris Peterson might just let it all fly. Remember those awesome play calls that Boise State called against Oklahoma when they won the Fiesta Bowl back in, I want to say, 2007? 2006? 2006 or seven, I believe. Maybe even 2008. Those fun Statue of Liberty plays. Jared Zabransky, I think was his name. I mean, those were the days of Boise State really being a disruptor in college football, all at the hands of Chris Peterson. So I think Chris Peterson is going to look to have a lot of fun in his last game as the head coach of the Washington Huskies. Jacob Beeson, obviously, looking for a big finish to his season. Will he or won't he go pro? I think he's got one more year of eligibility left. Should be a good game. And then all next week, I mean, it's Christmas week, right? Christmas Day is on Wednesday. Christmas Eve is Tuesday. The Hawaii Bowl is Tuesday afternoon. A lot of games on the 23rd. 26th is Boxing Day. You got a bunch of English Premier League games on. I love that day as well. And then Saturday is the college football playoff. I mean, that comes quick. I feel like bowl season used to be really dragged out, right? I think games used to start on 16th, 17th, 18th of December, drag out all the way. New Year's Eve used to be the college football playoff. It's coming at you quick next week, and I think that's awesome. I really do. I think we're in for a treat, starting with the Peach Bowl Saturday afternoon right here in Atlanta, LSU against Oklahoma, and then finishing up with the Fiesta Bowl out in Glendale, Arizona, Ohio State, and Clemson. News coming out of the Peach Bowl. Oklahoma has suspended three players, starting defensive end Ronnie Perkins, who is their leading pass rusher. Backup running back Ramondre Stevenson and wide receiver Trajan Bridges. So a little tough look for the Sooners. It didn't move the line that much. It was sitting around 13 and a half. LSU was a favorite. It's up to 14 now. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, LSU starting running back, dealing with a hamstring injury. He's going to have to continue nursing that in order 
to make sure that he can be Joe Burrow's security blanket when taking on the Sooners. I, I don't think this game's going to be close, guys. I, I really don't. LSU's playing with such confidence right now. Can Jalen Hurts make it interesting? Certainly he can, but I don't trust Oklahoma's defense. Not against LSU's offense. Absolutely not. And LSU's defense having the ability to prepare for two and a half, three weeks for Jalen Hurts, I think that's a huge advantage. We all know what Hurts is capable of, right? We all know how Hurts can extend the play. We all know how Hurts can move the chains with his feet, getting first down. CeeDee Lamb is a baller, right? Oklahoma's star wide receiver is a threat. There's no doubt. But putting him up against Grant Delpit, I mean, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. This should be a good game. I think what's really interesting here is you usually think of these college football playoff bowl games. They take place in NFL stadiums, neutral fields, a little bit different from a comfortability standpoint. Is comfortability even a word? A comfortability standpoint. But LSU just played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, so they know what's up. They know how the field is. They know what it looks like when you're trying to catch punts. They know what locker room they're going to be in, most likely. And Oklahoma, on the flip side, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has played a national championship game there. Jalen Hurts won an SEC championship game against Georgia in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. These guys know exactly what to expect from the venue. And I think that's a pretty unique aspect heading into the Peach Bowl. I think Joe Burrow, this LSU offense will roll in this game. They're going to score over 40 points. They may even sniff 50. Keep in mind, Kansas State scored 48 against Oklahoma. And I just don't see Oklahoma, specifically their defense, being able to slow this game down and continue to put points up on the board at the pace that LSU will. So that will be interesting. Of course, we'll talk about it all next week as well, that Fiesta Bowl, though, going to be awesome. I like Clemson. I like Clemson off a touchdown late to kind of extend. Or you know what? Excuse me, I misspoke. I like Ohio State to score a touchdown late to make this game look a little bit closer than it was. I think Clemson's experience, I think Clemson's preparation with Brent Venables, specifically their defensive coordinator, having two and a half to three weeks to prepare for Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins will be the X factor. There's no doubt about it. How are they going to deal with Chase Young? That remains to be seen. The dude is an unstoppable force, but we're in for a great week of college football. Going to be a lot of fun. Christmas week, one of the best. So many sports are on. A ton of college football. NFL football this Saturday. NFL football this Sunday. NFL football Monday night. Guys, there's nothing better. Guys and girls, there is nothing Better And if you want to make it even better, download the Prize Picks app. Of course, download the Prize Picks app on your phone or go to myprizepicks.com. Use the promo code PNP for a free $25 to get started. And it is easy. It is fun. It is daily fantasy simplified. Pick a couple of college football players. Pick a couple of NFL players. Pick a couple of NBA or college basketball players and guess if they're going to go over or under their fantasy point projections. It's as simple as that, guys. It's tons of fun. Even on their primetime games, they do first half and second half boards, which is what I prefer because I think in the second half of football games specifically, if a team is down big and you know they have to throw the ball, guess over on the quarterback and over on a star wide receiver. More than likely, you will cash 
and it is a ton of fun to have action on these games. Go to the Prize Picks app on your phone. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP or go to myprizepicks.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy simplified, and they will be throwing in some sweet prizes for our punt and pass bowl pick them. Check us out on social media. The link is right there. It's on ESPN.com. It's free. It's easy. It's fun. We have over 100 entries already. The top three will get awesome prizes. It's free. It's easy. Go to at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. Click the link. Sign up. Takes no time at all. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at DrewButler13. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. Our buddies at Prize Picks are at Prize Picks. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. Bowl season is here. Get all of your Christmas shopping done, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you.